is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the seaside town of Edmonds, Washington, where I am trying to perfect the art of crying on command. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. Oh, talk to Glenn Becker, President Obama. <laughs> my, and my name is Andrew Hoffman. And I, ca- I cannot cry on command, but I was watching the movie The Patriot last night, and I admit I shed a tear. <laughs> So is it, it's a Mel Gibson movie? Is it about revenge by any chance? <laughs> it's a, a shocker. Yeah. The, uh, I, 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 any of our listeners who have a really good memory, I'm pretty sure I've gone on that rant probably at least once before. So I'll, <laughs> I'll save everybody the... Uh, well, that's not, it's not just Mel Gibson. It's like every yeah, Hollywood movie has some revenge theme. Every movie that he has made, like he wrote and directed some of them, uh, all revenge. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, a single tear dropped your eye up here. I'm trying to get tears to, to come out for me uh, when I'm talking about things that are uh, uh, emotional. Yeah. Of course, well, the uh, President Obama this morning making a speech. Like government keeping us safe from ourselves. Yeah. It's just like that song we played last week, Obama's going to blame the guns. By by making more things illegal to keep other illegal things from happening that are already illegal? I had to uh, copy and paste this from uh, Reddit uh, just because it's it's absolutely worth reading. But uh, Obama cries for the kids today but has no problem running guns to Mexico and Fast and Furious or arming the radicals in Syria. True that. Another person posted, uh, while Obama cries for guns, let's remember Madeleine Albright didn't shed a single tear for the half a million Iraqi children that were killed due to the uh, Iraqi embargo. It's a. I think the price was worth it. I think it is. It's probably worth it. Yeah, it, it's for our uh, hegemonic ambitions. Of course, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you hear the new uh, um, Corbett Report podcast slash documentary? The about the oligarchs. Yes, I know. Kidding. Finished it within the last thirty minutes on my way home from work. Yep, dynamite, dynamite podcast. He really, uh, it's it's jam packed. He covered a lot of ground. Is, yeah. Was it only an hour long too? How he fits I, stuff I, into that small window? I, it had to be longer than an hour, but but it, not I'm much. Not, well, it, let me check here. I'm sure I can check too. I mean, anyway, great show, great show. One eleven. One eleven. Oh, jeez, James going way over, pulling a Doctor Future. <laughs> so, <laughs> one, one, one hour eleven minutes. So, 
It was an so amazing I, podcast, and I knew I knew the Norman Dodd stuff was coming, and I was not disappointed. The lead up to it, though, was amazing, so that Norman Dodd was even more uh, uh, breathtaking when when he said what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some and some stuff yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know. I honestly had no idea that there were electric vehicles. That was like a, a popular mode of transportation. Did you know that in the eighteen hundreds? I knew more. Um, I knew there was steam powered stuff right um i didn't know i didn't know the how widespread the electric stuff was and it's funny it's all like oh it's so new and amazing electric cars <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so yeah government regulation trying to uh rectify the market on electric cars after it government regulation Eliminated the electric car, exactly, and the, the and the alcohol. Yeah, the alcohol the car, car was interesting too. Sure. So, for those who don't know, we are talking about, of course, the Corbett Report podcast, and that would be at CorbettReport.com. And how big oil conquered the world, which was podcast number three hundred and ten. But how big oil conquered the world, and it just starts with John uh, D. Rockefeller uh, and goes. Well, actually, it starts with, with John D. Dad. Rockefeller's dad. <laughs> And then yeah. uh, goes 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 on from there. Uh, a great grandfather rape charge in there too. I, I, I did not know about. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't a oh, charge, yeah. an accusation. Accusation yeah. would be the. Yeah. You know, we don't want to convict him before before he has had due process. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Bill Cosby. What? What? What's happening? All right. Well, I've. I'm I'm gonna wrap it all back around to James Corbett while we're there. Do you want to? We were we've been wrong about 9/11 all this time, Tim. Okay, did you watch the? Oh. Vi- you've already watched the video. I lasted like 10 seconds. So let's. You want to do the whole thing, live and oh, in person? It's a, it's only like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I have uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and just get into it. You're the one that brought this here, so you're gonna have to pay. Okay. Deal. This is this is your idea, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I can't play it. Look at that good old duck duck go. Uh YouTube will not allow you to watch this from a, a nondescript site. Please go to the site so we can see your IP address. Well that's mm. good old duck duck go coming through at a pinch. Oh, you didn't know who I was. Well now you will. <laughs> So I am taking time out of my busy day to try to put to rest one of the more moronic things I have seen on the internet lately, and that's saying something. Through my Facebook feed, I saw yet again that old, tired argument of that question. Jet fuel only burns at 1,500 degrees, and since steel melts at 2,700 degrees, 9-11 was a conspiracy. I am so sick and tired of this argument. Now, I am not going to make any claims to what did or did not happen. If it was conspiracy, I do not care. What I am upset about is the retarded metallurgical things that you guys are saying. I'm not arguing the facts. Jet fuel does in fact burn at 1500 degrees. Steel will start melting some carbon steels at 2300 degrees. But if you hold this up as a reason for conspiracy, you are an idiot. This is a piece of half-inch thick steel. 
A36, structural steel, designed for structures. This is a 250 pound anvil. I'm gonna put this steel in the back of this anvil and I'm going to lift this 250 pound anvil with this bar of steel. Do you see how the structural steel is supporting this anvil? Okay, there. Now, in my furnace, I have an identical piece of half-inch bar of steel, just like this, and it's going to be around 1,800 degrees, just 300 more than jet fuel, when it comes out. And I want you to see something very interesting. Go into the forge. It's very hot, but not melted. Obviously, it is not melted. I put this in the oven. Now watch this. I'm going to take my pinky finger. My pinky finger, half inch solid steel. Check it out. It's a freaking noodle. Your argument is invalid. Get over it. Find a job. Your argument is invalid. How, how many views does that now have, Tim? 7,300,000. I seems, was. Seems legit. Seems legit. I was pulling a. Uh, I was pulling a hipster move on you right before we started the show when you asked if I had seen it. And I said, I saw it when it only had 120,000. <laughs> and uh, I, it was weird. I watched it. I looked at it. I thought, mm, that's an interesting point. Too bad it doesn't like explain why the entire building will like, collapse through its own foot, like through its the, the path of most resistance. Just because it like gets bendy at that point doesn't explain well, like, why. Did, why you, did you catch what he said please this is at about 1800 degrees only 300 more than jet fuel yeah. so so if jet fuel magically was 300 degrees hotter then it could allow someone mm. putting force on a tiny steel bar to bend it well you so can, the therefore thing 9-11 was all orchestrated by men in caves get a job get a job get a job so i guess you just don't uh, understand fire this andrew this was uh brought to my attention by a co-worker yeah who, see it's who, who on, sorry does not know that i am a 9-11 truther and uh well and that i don't believe much of anything that mainstream media says Happens, happen. But anyway, so he said, look, those idiots uh, believe in our long conspiracy theories. Look, this guy disproved it in two minutes. So I sent him a reply with a uh, link to James Corbett's 9-11 conspiracy theory video. <laughs> I said, when do you have a spare five minutes? I haven't heard anything else since then, but... <laughs> It's weird that you hadn't heard anything else since then. Uh, I also uh, received an email from within, literally within 12 hours of watching this uh, video, um, a, a certain father of mine may have sent this video directly <laughs> to me, and I responded with, uh, within seconds, uh, seen it, not convinced. I haven't heard it, nothing, haven't heard anything since. It's very strange. Of course i went home and visited him he never brought it up but that's a, a whole nother point yeah. uh so yeah it's, a, it's an awesome video good good catch on the 300 degrees just 300 degrees yeah 300 degrees yeah. here 300 degrees there i mean 
two degrees is going to kill the whole planet, but 300 degrees difference, yeah, no mm-hmm. big deal. 50 degrees in in, in uh, four days in Oklahoma didn't kill anybody. Actually, it did. Yeah. But um, <laughs> 300 degrees, yeah, you know, just either either way. Yeah, same same thing. And and a building falling straight down into its own footprint at free fall acceleration is exactly the same thing as some three hundred pound guy bending a steel bar. But, same but, thing. And the other thing too, because, is because even if the the whole the whole building just bent over, it mm-hmm. didn't collapse straight down or anything. Yeah, he didn't touch the steel bar and then it like disintegrated straight down. <laughs> And the other thing too, nothing is uh, nothing. Uh, nothing replicates the uh, burning of a building like a controlled furnace. You know, yeah, it's pretty similar. Well, and, yeah. and uh, mm, building seven, hmm. Hmm. jet fuel. Hmm. How did jet fuel burn down? It was, dri- it was still dripping down, bro. There was so much <laughs> jet fuel, bro. It just like just, just dip, just drip down it. with the yeah. with the debris. And the degrees. Well, and I think um, he also is misrepresenting the argument. There's the collapse argument, but there's also the fact that firemen and other people on site saw melted steel. Yeah. And are on camera saying, we saw rivers of melted steel. Yep. So they're not saying just because the... You know, the building collapsed, they're saying, because people there saw melted steel and jet fuel. There's an 800-degree gap there from being able to cause it. So, anyway, so, I, I know everyone knows this stuff already, but it it's uh, 7 million views, man. Yeah, so on, to, on to, to other things. Let's talk about this from a propagandist perspective. I took this as some dude making a video. Your thoughts? How did it? How did it get that big that quickly? I mean, viral videos—you can't predict. It's not like you can just make a viral video. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. I think who promoted it though was it Huffington Post or? I I, I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know where I saw it. I think I saw it. Must have been on Reddit. And then my dad sent it to me like twelve hours later. But the fact that my dad saw it and sent it to me. Uh, how do I put this? We're not frequenting the same websites, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah. you know that that's in, if that is interesting. That does say something. Ah, I would bet dozens to donuts. Glenn Beck pointed this video out to his his listeners. I would I would bet hmm. I'd bet a lot of money. It seems on that. like kind of a Glenn Beck guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. He's the one that if you ask him about thermite, he says you got mental problems. <laughs> you sir have mental problems. Coming, coming from crocodile tears, Glenn Beck. Crocodile tears. I can make myself cry on demand. Crying for a photo shoot. Speaking of crying on demand, woke up this morning. Just doing a little bit of my morning devotional, a little bit of reading. Made the mistake of clicking on my Twitter icon. And then uh, that uh, really just can uh, set the mood a little bit wrong, as uh, especially if I'm if it's the two. There's two different feeds. There's the there's a my personal Twitter feed, which is a lot of like sports figures and stuff, and you know personal stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, the RRN News Twitter feed, the people that RRN News follows. Yep, clicked on that one and uh, was getting live tweets during the uh, Obama speech where he's like. 
crying. They're like, oh, gosh, this is hard to watch. We're going to put yeah. – did he just call for chips in all guns? What is happening? So <laughs> what is – what are we talking about what, here? Uh, so what did he call for? Because I've got like a 10-second nausea limit with anything Obama says. So uh, He started crying. I think he asked for like an app. Some sort of app that would do. Uh, I'm surprised. Well, yeah, I, and and the sites that promote Obama were like focusing on the crying, like I saw with tears in his eyes. Obama, like it was good. Calls for gun control, right? But the the the. Yes, ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm jaded. If you think this is uh, harsh, that's fine. But I I don't believe it at all. The place where he cries makes no sense. Seriously, he doesn't say like the the you know he he's not. What like, do you mean it makes no sense? It said cry now on the teleprompter <laughs> and cry. <laughs> Too bad he wasn't like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Burgundy always reads whatever's on the teleprompter. Yeah. Well, so does Obama. But... Um, uh... he is a lot like Ron Burgundy, actually. <laughs> I would rather have Ron Burgundy as president than Barack Obama. <laughs> so that's the show title, Barack Burgundy. <laughs> there you go. Ron Obama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Barack Burgundy will have to do it. Obama. So he he's like, it's well within my power to take some sort of, so I, I, I tried to look at both, look at both sides of this. I tried to go to like a CNN and then I went to like activist posts and then I went to, uh, uh, info wars and, you know, a couple other, I'm just trying to get everybody's take on it. But essentially he's like, he makes something about his emotional, always oh, emotional evolution. See, this country's so weird, man. We don't even care anymore about like what the laws are, what he's going to do. If it's legal, it's just, Oh, did you see just his emotions? The president's emotions. His emo- oh, yeah. his emotional evolution. He's just been saying that he's like, at first he was just like, I kind of want to do it. And then he was like, man, I, I, I really want to do it. And then he's like, guys, we got to do it. And then he's like, I really want to do it, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. It's really important to me. Anyway. So guess whose uh, stock prices shot up today? Smith & Wesson. <laughs> yeah, gun manufacturers. Yeah, it was absolutely. a down. It was a down day for the stock market, but well, even overall, CNN, but even C- I'm it like shot way up. I watched CNN at work, and uh, even CNN like was showing like. And the weird part about this is, look at these spikes in recent gun sales, and it shows you Sandy Hook enormous spike. You know, uh, San Bernardino shooting enormous spike, and it actually goes all the way back to to uh, Barack Obama elected. I mean, Barack Burgundy elected. <laughs> huge spike in gun sales. So he he truly is the greatest gun salesman of all time. It's absolutely true. That's the that's the only like good thing he's done for the economy is spurred massive gun sales. Yeah. So from around the web. So all these sites that are carrying this news, I have so many ad blockers but, and ghost street have, blockers so I can't even see it. What, so he's trying to executive order okay, hold on, out the, 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 hold on. the quote gun show loophole. Is uh, that yeah, it? I'm here. I'm here. I think I got something finally. The Daily Caller. The proposed the proposed executive order would reportedly require anyone who sells more than 50 guns a year to obtain a federal license and conduct background check on 
potential buyers. Obama's aide came up with the idea after Congress rejected the legislation to uh, similarly expand background checks to private sellers in 2013. Obama is scheduled to meet with General Loretta, Attorney General Loretta Lynch Monday to discuss how to prevent legal attacks on the executive order and will hold a town hall meeting Monday night to make this case before the public and his weekly address, blah, 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 blah. So that is So you it. could still sell 49 guns a year. Right. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah. How many people selling more than 50 guns a year weren't getting background checks as it is? I guess... I mean, there could have been people that tour around different gun shows and stuff and trade and what have you. I think internet gun sales is uh, one of the loopholes there. I don't think you're required to do a background check for internet gun sales. Well, you know, supposedly JFK was killed with a mail-order gun. It's basically what the internet is, is mail-order stuff. Mail-order stuff. It's... I mean, how many guns are there in this country now? 300 million, 400 million? More, yeah, I think it was on, it's, it's, it's parity with people. More than people, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, been, pretty similar to number of people. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, a high percentage of those are capable of killing people. So, even if you banned all future gun sales starting now, that's, you know, from that perspective, not going to do a lot of good, but it does expand government surveillance, expand uh, just more laws in the federal register and more ways to, um, you know, expand the bureaucracy and expand government control of people's lives. And guess what? The, if there's a Republican president, Mass shootings will go down. Well, they won't necessarily go down, but they'll be less hyped. And next time we get a de- Democratic president, back up again. You think so? That's the that's the pattern. You got it's diff- different parts of the agenda. So massive terror attack. It's more of a Republican thing. Um, mass shootings. It's more of a, a democratic thing. Hmm. Well, there you go. I, I. So, if you really want to stop mass shootings, just don't elect any more Demo- Democrats. And for the record, we don't want terrorist attacks either. So, don't elect Democrats or Republicans, and the problems would be solved. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, have you followed the Bundy militia thing at all? Uh, I was kind of hoping you had. Uh, I was kind of hoping you had. Yes. Um, again, brought up at work. Like, oh, those crazies, what have you. So, and I have not dug deep into this. Um, but this, uh, InfoWars article does have like a two minute clip, which contains some Interesting other side of the story stuff that I thought was worth hearing. Okay. Joe Biggs here with InfoWars.com. Now I'm standing outside of the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge where at 4 p.m. today, 
uh, Pacific Standard Time, I was supposed to have a sit-down interview with Ammon Bundy. Uh, I drove my vehicle down this road over here, and we actually went into the facility. And when we got down there, he said he had some big intel that he was sorry. He didn't want to have to, but he had to cancel our interview that he owes me one. So uh, hats off. At least We're going to at least get that chance to uh, sit down and uh, hopefully get an interview with him at some point in time. But what he did have to say was pretty explosive. We just had a press conference over here to my left, and Ammon Bundy says that they do have credible intel from three different sources that they believe that the FBI will be coming down on them. Now, one of the gentlemen is sitting down over there right now on top of a sleeping bag holding his rifle, said that he heard that the uh, police department had issued a warrant for his arrest and that he was going to stand his ground and sit down over there for the next few days and not go inside but sit out there. He said he'd rather spend his last days out in nature than to die inside of a building. Now, Ammon Bundy seemed very concerned that the FBI was going to come after them tonight at some point in time, possibly. You could tell in his voice, you could tell that people here were uh, concerned about what might happen. Now, earlier today, the uh, Fed said that they were going to possibly be cutting off the power. I'm not sure if the power has been cut off yet. I don't see anything down there. And they said they would shut off cell phone reception and also set up blockades to my uh, left and right to stop supplies from coming in to help further their stand uh, in here at the uh, facility. So what we're trying to find out is what's going to happen next. Well, Ammon Bundy and his brother just jumped in their vehicle, and they're driving over to the Hammonds residence right now to do what they said they felt like they needed to do to warn the Hammonds about the FBI's actions and how they know they have uh, some intel that they heard, too, that they said they saw BLM uh, officers walking around the Hammond residence back during one of the uh, arson claims said that they saw them with flame torches going around setting the fire and trying to flush them out so they could take more land. And Ammon Bunny said that that's when the Hammonds set that backfire to stop them to save their property. So this is where we're at now. There's a standoff in Oregon. Okay. We're standing outside in the freezing cold. Ammon Bundy has just gone down there to talk to the Hammonds, and the, re the rest of the militiamen are here, ready, waiting. They said they will not be the first to fire, but if the federal agents do come in here, they will do what they have to do to survive. I'm Joe Biggs reporting from Oregon for InfoWars.com. It's interesting that in the uh, news coverage, it never says, oh, well, they claim that, you know, federal agents were setting some of the fires and all that stuff. So there's, it's, this, uh, I think it's well-intentioned by the people that are down there. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, it is getting turned into the horrible PR for anything, you know, constitutionalist yes any yes, yes militia yes. type thing yeah i mean people crazy, are just crazy, all over it crazy there's republicans the, there's all the uh y'all qaeda jokes and um oh somebody's been on the facebooks today yeah no it's it's being promoted everywhere which like news stories about twitter it's Really sad to me. It shouldn't it be Twitter about news stories, but oh look, here's here's what people are saying on Twitter, and it's the, awesome. The crazy part about Twitter, man, is that anybody can put anything out, and it's the quickest way possible to to get to get the word out there. So the only story I read today about this whole situation was that the guy, the, one of the main guys' Twitter profile, was shut down this morning. Hmm. 
So he had been live tweeting out all the things that had been happening there on his end. And uh, Twitter goes ahead and shuts down his profile. Another thing I found interesting about that clip you just had us play is they decided that in this within the compound they're going to shut down the cell phone service, which I didn't really. I mean, I knew, but it, I've never heard it quite said like that. Like they're just going to shut down the cell phone service. For, right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a thing. That, yeah, I mean, that, it's simple all. enough to to cut off electricity. Um, yeah, I, th- I think there are localized ways of doing that, right? So they wouldn't have to, like, shut down a whole cell tower. I don't know. Yeah, you could shut down the whole cell tower, or you could just send up some sort of radar, I mean, some sort of frequency jammer right? that's going to make, like, a a net of, uh, yeah, like, a, gosh, I don't even know. But that's that's crazy, shut down the cell. And it's, I mean, that sounds kind of creepy. I mean, it, it, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to... Uh, Note the source, the old info wars. So it's you know it's going to be a little bit uh, inflammatory and exciting excitement. But I mean that that, that what he was saying was just it's, well, it's people, like kind of creepy. It's like pre Ruby Ridge invasion, pre right, David the, Koresh the, invasion. On on uh, Facebook, some of the reactions I saw from like the the like pro government liberal side. Go like, get those should, rednecks. They should drop a bomb on them. They want to see 4th of July. Give them that times 100. Bomb them all. Blow them up. Like, just... Really? You just want... <laughs> all, all these people... <laughs> all these people deserve to die because they thought it was unjust that someone uh, be sent back to jail for something they didn't do in the first place and already served their sentence? <laughs> hmm. New hipster liberals okay. say... Bomb them. Just bomb them. Yeah. It's. Do we got to go bomb ISIS? We got to go bomb these crazy. There's been s- some very successful government propaganda. Y'all school and university system. Yeah. The middle of the country. Oh my gosh, those people. It's not even the middle of the country, really. But still. No, it's uh, non Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Which is the same as non non Seattle Washington. Non Seattle Washington, yeah. <laughs> so, although I think I did, I, hey, I brought this up last time. We've already done a show. I'm, I, I was deep in in Trump territory last week, so it's a couple weeks ago. So you just never know. Speaking of Trump, he's turning on the the Clintons. Is, is his theory still sound good? Where he's dredging up old stuff. He's he's. He sexually molested or assaulted twenty women. Look it up. Yeah, did did Trump say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> well, good for Trump. So I, in my uh, recent fascination with uh, URLs, after we did get burnedout.com, which, by the way, if you type out burnedout.com into your your web page, it'll automatically go to Revelations Radio News. I tried to uh, I tried to find a one a good one today, which was ClintonBodyCount.com, and guess where it goes? Um, no agenda. <laughs> ding 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 ding! The No Agenda yeah. podcast. So, well, at least we got BurnedOut.com. Um, so. The the. I believe it was the original Clinton body count was on um, 
Oh, what was that site? Above Top Secret or something? No. No, it no, is. Not I, Above Top Secret. I found it earlier because I, I was searching around. I was like, where's the actual Clinton body count? Right. I'll find it right now. The actual Clinton body count, it is on another uh, Forbidden Knowledge. No. Clinton body count, conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's uh, theforbiddenknowledge.com slash hard truth slash Clinton body count. That's not the original, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. If it's. Um, let's see. What really happened.com. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, what really happened.com is the one yeah. that has it. Oh, there it is. It actually does credit. Oh, look at this. Are you sure you want to access what really happened.com? This could be an unsafe site. Oh. Yeah. They didn't pay their Google Google tax. Anyway. So. What oh what and this didn't this guy get killed, this poor guy? I don't think so. Michael Rupert? No. That's good. Oh my um Is that this guy's name? No. <laughs> Michael Rupert did get killed, but that's not this guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so anyway. I'm not pr- promoting it. I was just, I don't know why. But, yeah, I think that's that's where I originally saw it anyway. So. Yeah. And it hasn't been updated in a long time. No. Well, and then they I killed guess, a lot of people since then. But. Yeah, as they said, as uh, was it Ted Cruz said? They played the the clip on No Agenda podcast. Ted Cruz says, "You mess with these people, you'll get six feet under quicker than anything." Oh, it wasn't it wasn't Ted Cruz? It was a Clinton supporter that said that. Uh, okay. Well, it might have been a different occurrence. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was uh, the screen guy. He was the head of the Democratic Party for a while. Oh, that's right. Howard, Howard Dean. Dean. Yep, you're exactly right. It was Howard yep. Dean. Oh! So you don't mess with Bill Clinton, you'll be six feet under before you know it. Oh! Uh, uh, you guys didn't know I met politically, right? Um, oh. Clearly, yeah. clearly. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, <laughs> you'll be six feet under metaphorically. Yeah. Random... Uh, Kind of funny story. Ready for random funny story. Yeah. So, um, any further thoughts on the? Should we wrap up the Oregon thing? I think that's kind of like it's what's dominating the news right now. CNN opened with it. So, our thoughts, our, our, I, our prayers. You know what? I I don't think any. I mean, they already took the people to jail, right? No. So I don't see what's worth dying over at this point. Well, they, um, they've re. They've re tried them as terrorists because they set a fire so the first oh, time absolutely unjust but but that part's done they're already gone those people are gone i think really yeah okay so now what so then they're just occupying the i feel like we're not doing a close good job down, <laughs> the closed down state building and yeah i don't i you know distraction everybody, of the week. Everybody just go home. Distraction. The gov- the government will keep uh will keep encroaching. So and there's no need to you know get the FBI to come in and shoot you to to prove your point. That's what I would say. 
Everybody right. just go. Everybody go home. Let's all go home. Pack it up. Hoffman said we're done. <laughs> Pack it up. We're getting out of here. The Hoff right, so has spoken. <laughs> the, we're wrapping it up. Yeah, it was. And um, because the uh, the Bundy thing, which Ammon Bundy, that was his property in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Which that was even more egregious on the federal government's part, but they actually won the standoff. The Bundys, and I don't, yeah, because all the militia people went down there, quote unquote militia. Anyone was with a gun is apparently militia. Um, <laughs> you have to be white, which is which you is actually be, more historically accurate. But anyway, you have to be white uh, also, and mostly, yeah. and you most like. You know, eighty percent rate of facial hair. So, that that white facial hair and gun, you're a militia member. Just <laughs> kissed in, just boom, you're in. So they they went down there and they basically faced down the Bureau of Land Management, and the Bureau of Land Management eventually just turned around and went but went home, which uh, was a little bit surprising. But I think they were just figure there'd be another time to get everyone fired up. So I would say don't give them another chance to kill a bunch of people that shouldn't be killed. To the, David the government Koresh, kills you... enough people as it is. So uh, the Washington Post reports that in Ukraine, <laughs> Google translates Russia as Mordor and top diplomat's name is Sad Little Horse. I thought this was interesting. <laughs> Story from Moscow. Those who tried to use Google Translate to switch Ukrainian into Russian this week may have found an unexpected message in their documents. The Russian Federation turned into Mordor, and Russia's top diplomat was sad, translated as a Sad Little Horse. It was unclear whether the cheeky messages were the result of a hack or someone at Google trying to send a message and the problem was solved by late afternoon Tuesday, Moscow time. The problem persisted for at least a day, according to Ukrainian media. A Russian was also translated as an occupant. No word yet on whether the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has lodged an official complaint over his last name being translated as Sad Little Horse or Grushnya Lashtiaka. My Russian is excellent. Spot on. <laughs> Nailed it. Russian <laughs> Russian and Uca- Ukrainian are linguistically similar, and Google's automatic translation service between the two languages is usually quite reliable. Oh, a little plug for Google in there. Thank you, Washington Post. At least one major Ukrainian news outlet, uh, Ukrainska Pravda, uses Google Translate to switch its entire site into Russian as its articles are published online. That means that every mention of the Russian Federation would have been rendered as Mordor. A grim volcanic region in J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings that is the lair of evil. I guess it's a fair description. Hmm. Pro-Ukrainian activists sometimes use the term uh, to refer to Russia. An unnamed Google spokesman, uh, by the way, a little rabbit trail here, and we're kind of done with the story anyway. But uh, one of my coworkers has the Eye of Mordor pinned up over his cubicle. Mm-hmm. Um, pointed at him from the direction of the boss's office. So 
he said he said it's a good reminder. <laughs> good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. That's from the direction of the political power. Yes. The direction from which the political power comes. Always good to remind yourself of that. Um I mean Sure, some sort of nefarious strangeness going on. Also, a good chance just some like Google developer that thought it would be funny. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that's. A, I think it is funny. That's so. a that's an interesting, interesting one though. Uh, once you read this, Germany shocked by Cologne New Year gang assaults. That is an interesting story that I came across today. It's all over European news. Not one mention of it here in the United States news. Most United States publications. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. The mayor of Cologne has summoned police for crisis talks after about 80 women reported sexual assaults and muggings by men on New Year's Eve. The scale of the attacks on women at the city's central railway station has shocked Germany. About a thousand drunk and aggressive young men were involved. City police... Wolfgang Abers called it a completely new dimension of crime. The men were of Arab or North African appearance, he said. Women were also targeted in Hamburg. But the Cologne assaults near the city's iconic cathedral were the most serious, German media reports. At least one woman, woman was raped and many were groped. Um, most of the crimes reported to the police were robberies. A volunteer policewoman was among those sexually molested. The pretty Christmas market in medieval setting may look idyllic, but at Christmas... Am I reading the right version of this? It seems a little disjointed, but... Um, that was... Anyway. The, that was, I think that last part you were just reading was just like a, a, a caption to the picture. Caption? Yeah. Okay. The pretty Christmas market in medieval setting may look idyllic, but at Christmas and New Year, the area around Cologne Cathedral is a notorious danger zone when it comes to pickpockets and theft. Now the sexual harassment, and in one case rape, of dozens of women has shocked Germany. What is particularly disturbing is that the attacks appear to have been organized. Around 1,000 young men arrived in large groups, seemingly with the specific intention of carrying out attacks on women. Police in Hamburg are now reporting similar incidents on New Year's Eve in the party area of St. Pauli. One politician says this is just the tip of the iceberg. And there are real concerns about what will happen in Germany when the drunken street parties of carnival season kick off. Cologne will stage carnival events in February with hundreds of thousands of revelers expected in the streets as on New Year's Eve. The police chief said the assailant's behavior is a real concern for me, also because of the carnival. Police were deployed outside the central station because the crowds on New Year's Eve, but failed to spot the many attacks. Oh, thank you, police, according to reports. There are also fears that a number of women did not report assaults. Quite likely. There you you go. want me to keep going, or no? I think it's, I think that's the pretty, you pretty much get the point there. So this is an interesting development. I mean, I feel like. Um, right. Is there some insinuation that some of those people for this unprecedented crime wave were the migrants? There's tons of insinuation that that's the case. <laughs> it seems as though that's exactly what's going on. Is Europe being destroyed from within at this point? I mean, this is interesting. It, um, I don't mean to fall for that conservative media trying to trick me into does, thinking it that does, it's all those people that are a different color than us. Right. 
Um, well, I would say uh, they, I mean, they have no idea who's coming at this point. So it could be, and it probably is, lots of, you know, people just seeking refuge from a war-torn area, which is not just Syria. It's a lot of the, um, you know, Egypt, uh, Libya, all sorts of places. Uh, but there also is certainly the potential for an organized um, attack and takeover source uh, force coming in. So, like to a, cause trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like from an elite perspective, is this just a, like a hostile takeover, like a, like a destroy from within? This is, I mean, this is unprecedented. Uh, well, or is it? I, but I think, is it actually the attack, or is the, um, is the real end game the counterattack? Um, kind of the children of men type society. Sure, sure. You know, and I was thinking about this too. Uh, the, the the Paris attacks are the are the are Europe's nine eleven. You know, they were over and over again. They were in 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 uh, Britain. They were saying, "Don't go to Syria. There's no reason for us to go to Syria." The French didn't want to go to Libya. Right. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the populations. Right, uh, but the governments were still moving forward, and they were getting all kinds of flack. Well, but this is the Paris thing is now going to be Europe's nine eleven, and they're going to constantly point as that for the reason to crack down. So I think maybe you're right that the so then okay, Europe has its nine eleven. Then it's like just and at the same time, it's being invaded by a foreign force of people, whether or not they're actually organized, and it's right. gonna it's gonna breed hate, discontent, strife. Uh, tension. It seems to be bad for the uh, the European Union project, right. but I'm not so sure that it's not it's not part of a longer term agenda. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably true. I mean, I mean, we're closer now than we've ever been to just an all out war between Muslims and and non. Muslims, mm-hmm. uh, because you know they've done a heck of a job of uh, perpetuating and you know taking down those peace-loving Muslims and those ones that have you know full control over their countries and uh, you know are you know governed by the, the pe- by secular governments, secular governments, and we've taken most of those down, bombed them, droned them, uh, put sanctions on them, uh, removed their leaders quite literally, in some cases. And then uh, the uh, result is chaos, turmoil, and takeover. And uh, now it's uh, spilling over into Germany and uh, into uh, Europe as a whole. And what's I mean? What's the what's the? Uh, well, for for a while, it really seemed like Germany was the kingpin of the European Union. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And so there's certainly some agenda foot to take Germany down a couple pegs. So there's, yeah, the Volkswagen scandal, which was kind of interesting than the, than this one. Um, I do have a good friend from, uh, who lives in Sweden in town visiting. I'm actually supposed to hang out with him tomorrow. I want to check touch base about this because, you know, I keep hearing, Oh, Sweden, Norway overrun by migrants. Just want to see his thoughts on it. What's, what's, what's a boots on the ground reaction. Mm -hmm. I'll be sure to, 
bring that next episode or whatever. But uh, it just uh, on the outside looking in, it's it's it seems to be their nine eleven compounded with a uh, a real uh, just kind of weird situation. I mean, it's just it's just weird with these with so many people coming into these countries and whatnot. And there have been a lot of like rape cases and stuff like that. I'm not saying all these people are doing that, but there has been. A, I mean, anytime massive amounts of people in the numbers of hundreds of thousands like this move into an area, crime's going to go up straight up because it, right. just, just a simple numbers game. You got more criminals. You know, out of those couple hundred thousand, how many are going to be criminals? How many are you know at their wits' end? How many are you know come into Europe and see, hey, look at all these people. They have so much more than we did where we were. You know, I'm upset about this or, or whatever. Um, well, and I think that's a natural reaction. I'm not saying that all of them are like that, but of at least a, a even if it's a minority percentage of the population, that's going to be the reaction of some. Well, I mean, look at what's happened historically during wartime, too. And so you've got people that were living in a war environment and then are carrying kind of that, that savagery or that... Mm-hmm. Um, Attitude like, well, we're going to die soon anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, kind of that nihilistic. Do it I, if I can do kind it. Of I, combination of nihilism and, and hedonism there. Yeah, yeah. If I can do it, I will. Because you right. can't stop me. You're not strong enough. Same reason that you know, Western GIs will visited prostitutes during World War Two and World War One and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tragic situation, and I certainly don't trust the um, the motives of the people who are supposedly trying to solve it. Hmm. I can't imagine why. <laughs> so let's move on. Another story from the Washington Post. This is an interesting one. In Flint, Michigan, there's so much lead in children's blood that a state of emergency has been declared. Flint residents Gladys Williamson cries over th- or through her tears to Melissa Mays, uh, one of six plaintiffs overwhelmed with frustration of the water issue and joy in the filing of a potential class action lawsuit against both city and state government officials on Monday, November 16th. For months, worried parents in Flint, Michigan, arrived at their pediatrician's office in droves. Holding a toddler by the hand or an infant by the arms, they all had the same question. Are their children being poisoned? Find out all it takes is a prick of the finger, a small letting of blood, but if the tests come back positive, the potential severe consequences are far more difficult to discern. This is how lead works. It leaves its mark quietly with a virtually invisible trail, but years later when a child shows signs of a learning disability or behavioral issue, lead's prior uh, presence in the bloodstream suddenly becomes inescapable. According to the World Health Organization, lead uh, excuse me, lead affects children's brain development, resulting in reduced intelligent quotient. Behavioral changes such as shortening of attention span and increased antisocial behavior and reduced educational attainment. Lead exposure also causes anemia, hypertension, renal impairment, immunotoxicity, and toxicity to the reproductive organs. The neurological and behavioral effects of lead are believed to be irreversible. The Hurley Medical Center released a study this September that confirmed that many of the Flint parents had feared uh, what many Flint parents had uh, feared over a, the 
last year. The proportion of infants and children with above average levels of lead in their bloodstream has nearly doubled since the city switched from the Detroit water system to using the Flint River as its water source in 2014. The crisis reached a nadir Monday night uh, when Flint Mayor Karen Weaver declared a state of emergency. The city of Flint has experienced a man-made disaster. So we're going to keep going on here. I remember now what my point was for putting this in here. Almost immediately after the city started getting its water from the Flint River in April 2014, residents began complaining about the water, which they said had a cloudy appearance and emitted a foul color. Since then, complications from the water coming from the Flint River have piled up. (laughs) Okay, these parents and other Flint residents filed a class action federal lawsuit against Snyder, the state, and the city, and 13 other public officials this November when the dam- or for the damages they have suffered as a result of the lead-tainted water. The suit, which claims to represent tens of thousands of res- residents, alleges that the city and state governments deliberately deprived them of their 14th Amendment right by replacing formerly safe drinking water with a cheaper alternative that was known to be highly toxic. Leela McCollum uh, draws a... Excuse me. Uh, For more than 18 months, state and local government officials ignored irrefutable evidence that the water pumped from the Flint River exposed the plaintiffs in the Plaintiff County to extreme toxicity, the complaint reads. The deliberately false denials about the safety of the Flint uh, River water was as deadly as it was arrogant. Calling officials' conduct so egregious and so outrageous that it shocks the conscience, the complaint cites the specific experiences of a few plaintiffs and their families, and all of whom allege they have been challenged by similar health ailments since the high levels of lead and copper entered their bloodstream. Uh, Anyway, so... There you go. Those who could afford it opted for bottled water, buying it by the gallon. Those who could spare the money drank it straight from the tap all the same, knowing that they would be paying for it later. When it came to bathing, some slowly filled bathtubs with pots of boiled water for their children. A Flint resident and mother of four-year-old twins took every precaution after blood tests revealed that one of her son's lead levels had soared following the switch to the Flint River. I was hysterical, Walters told the Free Press. I cried when they gave me my first lead report. She had feared... Lead was the problem after her whole family developed rashes and her son stopped gaining weight. Now, Walter said, when the children experience problems as they grow up, she will always wonder if things would have been different, if their lives would have better, been better if it weren't for the lead-tainted water. There you go. Good old is government. It, uh, is it common to get drinking water from a river in uh, an industrial know. area? I don't know. Probably not. I mean... They switched from Detroit water supply, so I feel like that there's a there's a treatment issue here. So if Detroit's water supply was a, was was better treated, yeah, I don't know, getting it from a river, I don't know. I, I, see, but my point originally, I mean, obviously it's heartbreaking. There's a couple of points really, but one of them is the government, you know, to, made the switch to save money supposedly, and uh, ignored the obvious signs that there was something wrong until it actually damaged the residents. The only solution is to dump a bunch of fluoride in, and then they won't know whether it's the lead or the fluoride doing the damage. Hey, ding, 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 so. ding, ding. Yep. We have a winner. The other one I wanted to point out was all the people who think that you and I and people like us are crazy for our Berkey water filters and not drinking it from the tap. You can, <laughs> you can trust the government. It's cool. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and they told them to boil it, which doesn't work. Boiling it does not remove. Yeah, I get it. That's a valid point. Boiling it's not going to remove lead. Yeah. 
boiling, it's only going to remove bacteria. They they said if anything, boiling it will slightly increase the lead concentration because <laughs> it's you're not getting rid right, of any of the you're lead. Gonna, you're yeah. going to re- release water as steam. Right. Awesome. Well, we don't want to end on that. No, we don't. We got several other stories in here. I'm going to read them all to you by title. You can pick which one you want to read, and the rest of them are going to go into the show notes. Okay. All right. Uh, Washington Human Rights Commission, all businesses, I guess you just threw this one in there, must let women, must let men in the women's bathroom. That's a that good, was from last week. Yeah. That's from last week. Minorities... Exploited by Warren Buffett's mobile home empire. Uh, LRB, uh, Seymour Hersh article, military to military. U.S. intelligence sharing in the war in Syria. Uh, The CEO paying everyone $70,000 salaries has something to hide from Bloomberg. And what's inside the flu shot from Wired Magazine. All of those stories are going to be in the show notes for this show. We will probably only cover maybe one more of those. Which one do you want it to be? Oh, man. Uh, it seems like we should have talked about the Seymour Hersh thing, but I'm not, I, don't, I don't have a stomach for it right now. No? No. Um, are there any cheerful ones in there? Not really. Not really. The CEO paying everyone $70,000 salaries has something to hide is probably the least heavy. Although minorities exported by Warren Buffett's mobile home empire is uh, not going to be cheery, but it's definitely (laughs) something that we laugh about because it's uh, typical Warren Buffett. Let's just go with the $70,000 salary. Hey, come on, man. He gives money to the Gates Foundation and he... Oh, hold on a second. Ice cream. He's eating ice cream. Ice cream cone. That's a good point. How could he be bad? It's not like uh, John D. Rockefeller giving out dimes. <laughs> Dropping dimes. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to America's Finest News Source to see if I can find us something that we can end on. Why don't you choose one of we those could, that you want to go on? We could, well, why don't we? T- we could talk about football. <laughs> you know, I didn't purposely avoid it, even though the Oregon Ducks had the greatest bowl game collapse in football history. Did they lose to TCU? Yeah, after being ahead 31-0 at halftime. I thought that game was over. Yeah. It was not. Holy cow. Well, uh, the the the... The combination of um, backup center who couldn't snap the ball, mm-hmm. backup quarterback who couldn't throw the ball, and a defense who recorded zero stops the entire second half. And it went into triple overtime before TCU finally won. Wow, I did, did not, not even know stop them this. a single time. Sounds like that was the only competitive bowl game out there. Yeah, at halftime, Danny Cannell is like, can I get one close bowl game? This is terrible. Another team doesn't. TCU didn't even show up for this game. And I'm like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the Rose Bowl? Yeah, Stanford just destroyed Iowa. I mean, that was just. Anyway, 
Of course, my, my every, Oklahoma every Sooners time, lost to the Clemson. That game looked like it was going to be good. The first half was promising, but it just yeah, it just couldn't withstand the onslaught of that D line. Yeah. Um, every time for about the last I don't know last six games of the season, whenever we'd see Stanford play, every time he touched the ball, I'd tell Lori, "Give that man the Heisman." Yeah. But now it didn't happen. Yeah. So, now it's just it got to it. Lori, what should happen? Give him the Heisman. <laughs> well, there you go. I think the Seahawks are on a roll. I don't care if the Arizona. So let's move from college to this. I mean, we're we're going to be forced to watch Clemson versus Alabama, which is like I guess I'll have Ugh. to root for Clemson. Is You're that, right. Is that, yeah, yeah. is that what it comes down yeah. to? Because it's I am not going, Mrs. Future. I am not going <laughs> to root for no. Nick Saban in Alabama. It just no. it just cannot happen. No, I will. Although, supposedly, if he wins, he might jump to the pros, which um, would be good for college football. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'll go wherever the biggest paycheck is. I'll tell you that. Jumping to the pros. Let's jump to the pros. Uh, San Diego Chargers may no longer exist. Off to Los Angeles. I am almost completely done with my fandom of that team. Are, as wait, they have, are they? Uh, they filed for relocation today. Well, so did the Rams and the Raiders. But it just okay. seems more and more like I mean Eric Weddle, the 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 breakup with Eric Weddle and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean it's just a it's an and they've actually fired every single coach that they have except their head coach who they plan to keep for another year of mediocrity. Unbelievable. Moving right along to stuff that is actually important, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, <laughs> they, I don't care if that game didn't mean anything to the Arizona Cardinals. They destroyed them. They did. They absolutely destroyed them. Um, and there's, you know, I got great news for Seahawks fans. Everybody lean in close. And for non-Seahawks fans, listen up. I have some excellent news. The Rams aren't in the playoffs, folks. Yes. The Rams yes. are not in the, playoffs. in the playoffs. And this and four out of the last five games, the Seahawks have dominated, including the two top uh, NFC, two of the top NFC teams. They have dominated them. Somebody wrote in a forum that I read the other day, it's like Christmas has come early. All the dominoes have fallen into place. We get to return to Minnesota to the site of our last mugging to mug them once again, and then we are on our way down to wipe that smile off Cam Newton's face in North Carolina. Oh, uh, there's, <laughs> I've, I've got personal history with Cam Newton. Tim. Do you really? Cam Newton is the, the man that uh, deprived the Oregon Ducks of a national championship the first time around. That's right. That's right. Yes. With Auburn. So uh, it will either be one of... Uh, my days of of highest sports joy or just possibly more sports pain than I can take in the last in this football season. So I'm gonna tell you this, ladies and gentlemen out there. It is hundred percent my heart, my joy, my 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 hope that the Seahawks make a run right now and go and win the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you right now, I got a thirty, forty percent gut feeling that the stars have aligned and that may be exactly what happens. I mean, I, I want it to with all everything I am, but I'm telling you this, it feels, <laughs> it feels right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, I like where we are and Hey, maybe next, next, you know, next it, week it's, we'll tough, be it's tough to beat a team that you just beat. That's um, true. However, Seattle matches up really well with Minnesota. 
And I think I think Carolina's the toughest game. I think Carolina's the toughest game too. Even if the NFC Championship game is against the Cardinals, I think Carolina's right. the toughest game out from here on out. And I think you and I think they destroy the AFC, uh, whoever the AFC brings. Unless it's the, I mean, like there's, there's a couple teams that they match up poorly against. The Steelers will be interesting, and also maybe the Chiefs, but the Patriots, the Broncos. I don't think so. I don't think either of those teams could stop it. It's a no. Right. So, just my. Yeah, own. I'd love to. I'd love to see the Broncos, but yes, yeah, I'm with you. Um. Yeah. So there you go. That's our football news. Uh, so our, our our first football weekend predictions. Oh, that's right. We do full. We do predictions for playoffs. Yeah, we got a. Yeah, so you got them pulled uh, up for us. Uh, just, just a second here. So it's gonna obviously be, we're we're both taking Seahawks. Yeah, Houston versus Cincinnati. Actually, that's not it. It's is it Houston? Cincinnati? No. All right. Okay. Yes. First game is uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati. Okay, Pittsburgh Cincinnati. I got Pittsburgh. Um, I've got Cincinnati if Andy Dalton doesn't play. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most underhanded things I've ever heard. (laughs) Although it is A.J. McCarron, I'm no A.J. McCarron fan. For those of you keeping score at home, that is, if the starting quarterback doesn't play, they'll win the game. Okay, so I got Pittsburgh on that one. Next game. Um, let's see. Kansas City Chiefs, Houston Texans. I take the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree. I concur. Although I don't, I don't really think Kansas City's all that much of a threat. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Washington Red. De'Anthony Thomas is is off the team with some non-football injury hmm. nonsense. Washington Redskins, Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'll go Redskins on that one. I'll go Redskins too. And uh, on this podcast, we still say Redskins. Deal with it, America. What do they say on other podcasts? Washington. Are you serious? Yeah, you're not supposed to say Redskins anymore because it's politically incorrect. So I listened to a radio lab podcast the other day that talked about the origins of nfl or origins of football in the united states i should find that and send it your way it was actually kind of interesting my wife <laughs> my wife turned me on to it but uh redskins was one of the first official names of a football team in the united states it was actually a bunch of uh, indians who had been pulled from a reservation and sent to a school in the northeast in pennsylvania i believe and their name was the Redskins. So, interesting uh factoid there. Of course, Seattle rounds out. I mean, I don't think they I don't think Minnesota I mean, <laughs> I I don't know who's coming out of the AFC. I don't well, uh so the top 2 seeds are New England and Denver. They're not playing this weekend. Man, I would say there's about six teams that have a legitimate chance to win it all. I would say, or to, to be in the Super Bowl, not to win it all. Cause I agree. I don't think any AFC team, um, but I would say Pittsburgh. Do you know there's six like, teams in the AFC? No, six teams 
total between AFC and NFC to make the Super Bowl. Okay. So Pittsburgh, Denver, New England, and then Seattle, Arizona, and Carolina. Yeah, I think that's... My heart says Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Actually, even my mind says Seahawks. My yeah, heart that's, that's, just doesn't want to believe. Yeah, that's the same. That's the same as I am. I am like, is is it? Am I setting myself up for failure? Because it looks like another run. I mean, it, it yeah. truly does. So, I guess we will see what we will see as far as that. There is our football picks. We're back once again. We'll see how those shake out. I did find one story in the Onion that is quite short. I could uh, add it to yeah. the folder real quick. I think that it is, it. it is worth you reading to play us out, so to speak. Okay, okay. Play us out. I feel to, like a... To, to play us out. What does that mean? I don't I don't understand what that means. What are those words there? To play <laughs> us out. <laughs> we'll do it live. Poll finds Hillary Clinton candidate most Americans want to have an eight-ounce glass of tap water with. <laughs> Uh, Lay it on me, Mr. Mr. Hoffman. Uh, From Washington, according to a Pew Research Center poll released Tuesday, the majority of registered voters in the U.S. chose Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton as the candidate they would most like to have an eight-ounce glass of tap water with. Roughly 68% of the likely voters we surveyed said that among the current field of presidential hopefuls, they would prefer to drink a small paper cup of room-temperature water with Hillary Clinton said researcher Rachel Glenn, who added that both registered Democrats and Republicans said they could readily see themselves standing next to Clinton in front of a kitchen sink or beside a water cooler, with both nodding politely at each other's pleasantries while they took sips from their respective cups. Unlike a Donald Trump or a Chris Christie, Hillary Clinton is widely considered by Americans to be the kind of person they could spend a minute or so with until they finished their glass of water before quietly walking away. That quality isn't something a candidate can just learn, but Clinton has it. Glenn noted that this issue could be crucial when it comes time for Americans to resign themselves to one candidate in November. <laughs> not as not as poignant as some of those Onion articles, but still. Ah, uh, yes. I'd, of course, if Hillary Clinton handed me the glass of water, I would be afraid there was lead in it. Well, this seems like the perfect time to ask you, do you have any words of wisdom for our upcoming week? Well, uh, steer with the slide, people. Steer with the slide. Steer with the slide. That's always good Good advice. We're frozen up here in the Northwest. Well, Seattle's not, but everywhere else is. Yep. Turn into the slide. For for, uh, my lunch of cabbage and berries and past three cars that had slid off the road <laughs> cabbage and berries what is your name winston do you, do oh you, man do you, do you work at the uh I, ministry I, of truth <laughs> so you have a shot of gin before you went back so someone uh, uh has eaten far too much over the holidays so i'm i'm doing some uh Oh, what's the Catholic word? A cleanse? No. Fast? Well, those are both valid, but I'm thinking of the... Uh, oh, penance? Penance. Doing some penance. Yes. There, there you go. There you go. Well, good on you for doing an all-veggie 
fast. I, on the other hand, am just trying to work out more. Yeah, that's that's good too. All right, wrap us up. What is it? Words of wisdom, other than steer with that, the slide. That was it. Steer with the slide. It's got to be better than that. Let's give me another one. <laughs> um, go Hawks. Go Hawks. That's good. That's good enough for me. That'll work. And if you're an Alabama sh- sh- fan, you are not welcome to listen to the show. But you can still <laughs> donate. <laughs> oh, that's true. Thanks for the reminder. Every every cent that is donated between now and February 1st will go directly to the Hoffman household to help pay for medical bills from the month or so ago when his wife was in the hospital. Yeah, but the the bills are just coming in now, so much much appreciated. Yes, yes. So please go to revelationsradionews.com, click on the contact tab or support tab, and right there you will find a way to support the show. All proceeds go to Andrew Hoffman's medical bills. That's a wrap. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast. It's a wrap. All right. Good show, Tim. Good show. Good show, Andrew. Way to go.